Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight's guest is Christopher Mann, who has played in such classic TV shows as The Wire and Law and Order SVU. He is also a star of that socially conscious film, Loving, and in the indie, What Death Leaves Behind. He currently has five films, count them, five in pre- or post-production. You can find more about uh, Christopher if you go out there at imdb.com or on Facebook. And remember, folks, that last name is spelled M-A-N-N. Before I bring Christopher on, uh, let me remind you that I can be found on Instagram at WilliamPowell8796 and on Facebook at William.T.Powell. And you can book me by emailing me at William400 at Yahoo.com. So I see that uh, Christopher is on the line, and I'm going to go ahead and bring him on the air. Christopher, welcome to the program. How you doing, Mr. Powell? How are you, sir? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm fantastic. I'm glad you, you decided awesome. to join us today. So I'm going to plunge right into all of these amazing projects you have. I mean, you got so many you're working on in 2018. How do you stay so prolific? Uh, it's uh, That's God's work, man. I just uh, try to stay faithful, be true to myself, and, and try to be available. <laughs> <laughs> there you go There you go you A lot of great projects coming up Oh thank you I appreciate it Yeah yeah it, it's a It's a it's, a, it's a, a, a juggling kind of process from time to time You know uh, Try not to have conflicting dates But um, you know God willing I'll make each one as best I can And do, and do the best work that I can Well you know man Juggling dates that's a good problem yeah, it is. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but you're right. It is, it is a good thing. It's a good problem to have. That's right. That's right. I, I heard that you made a film, uh, what was it, Deeds Not Words. Talk about that one. Oh, Deeds Not Words is a documentary, actually, that I did for uh, Derek Morton. Um, it's actually, matter of fact, it's... Um, it's going to be at the Harlem International Film Festival. Um, I don't have the date yet. I just heard about. It's funny you mentioned it. I just heard about that today. I didn't because I hadn't. I did the. Uh, I did the uh, voiceover for it, um, and I hadn't heard a whole lot from um, from uh, Derek until today. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, it's a, a very very interesting piece. Uh, let me see something here. I have, but um, like I said, I want to find a date. I want to be able to tell you uh, uh, when the uh, festival is going to be. But of course, you know it's going to be in in, in Harlem. So, but um, right, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a very it's a very very good piece. Uh, hold on, just one second. I guess it's a, my phone's clicking over here. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about trying 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 to see if I can get these other phones up phone calls off here. Um. Yeah, uh, that's actually a documentary. So I don't, I don't act in this one. I'm doing voice work. at the voice of the piece. Right? Yeah, what, what's the subject matter? 
Um, the uh, I, mean, I can try to remember which one that was now because it's been so long since I did it. Um, that one was on um, oh, oh 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 Robert P. Um, oh, what's his last name? I can't think. I, that's a shame. I can't remember his name, his name right now. Um, um, oh, jeez. Hold on, just one second. Well, I mean, if you can't find it, it's okay. We'll just move on to uh, – man, i got a bunch of questions here, so. Christopher, are you there? All right, I guess he stepped away for a minute. Folks, so while he's away, I guess we'll play a little bit of music here. We got uh, – this is one I like. Um, oh, Soy, Showboy Musica, Love Bounce. We'll play a little bit of that. I guess he dropped. Wow. Wow. So I guess I'll go ahead and play that. Play some music. Folks, well, we'll wait for him to come back on. Okay. Hello, hello, sorry. Hey. sorry. Did I lose you? Yeah, I'm sorry, I lost you. I'm so I'm trying to get this thing back. Sometimes I'm having trouble with my phone today. Um, oh, wow. anyway, what were we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about uh, deeds, not words, right? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that music yeah, I, was I had music while you were gone. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that yeah. was my fault. Yeah, my phone, my phone's acting up no today. Problem. I'm just being in a bad spot. All right, are you back on? Yeah, yeah, we're here. We're good. So you were. Oh, saying... okay, good. No, I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It was about the documentary, uh, um, in, at the Harlem International Film Festival. Um, it's about Robert P. Madison. He's a, a architect and, and uh, who actually designed the. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Uh, this guy um, designed the um, uh, another building in Senegal, Africa. I mean, this guy is, is phenomenal, and uh, it's, it's one of those uh, documentaries about you know people in our in, in African American culture who have done great things that people don't really know about. And I don't want to give too much because there's one piece of information about him that actually, you know what, they actually put it on the flyer, so I guess I could mention it <laughs> that uh, he was actually. Um, Engaged to uh, Clarita Scott King before she met Martin. Oh wow! And, uh, but this is yeah, yeah. It's actually on the flyer, so I guess I can mention it. So since <laughs> he already put it out yeah. there, but yeah, man, this guy, yeah, his, he he is phenomenal, man. And his his uh, his history and where and what he what he did and and the things that he accomplished over his life were phenomenal. So I was I was fortunate enough through uh, Derek Morton to uh, be able to do the. Uh, the VO voiceover on that documentary. So I can't, I'm looking forward to going into, uh, to the festival to see it myself. Cause I actually haven't seen the final, uh, the final cut of that. All right. All right. So going back in time a little bit, uh, over the years, what's been the fan reaction to your character, uh, councilman, Tony gray. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tony Gray. Tony Gray is. I, I get. I get a lot of good, you know, comments about Tony. People remember him 
And you know, and it's funny because I mean, you know, from you know, the show was was a gritty show, and Councilman Tony Gray was probably one of the cleaner characters on the show. But people still remember him. I mean, I get stopped, you know, quite a few times, you know, during a week, you know, in, in different places, man. And people will stop me and say, "Hey, you Tony Gray, blah blah blah." So, yeah, Tony, Tony must have left a pretty good mark on folks. So I'm I'm, I'm happy to to have been a a part of that that phenomenal show and to be able to play a, a memorable character like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we got to talk about uh, going back further in time. You had Homicide, Life on the Street. Uh, had some of the same writers, producers. How did you land that role? Oh, that was crazy. Uh, wow, I did that. Through, I actually landed it through casting director in Maryland, uh, Pat Moran. And um, and it's funny at that time I didn't even have an agent. That was a self booking. I just kept sending stuff down until they finally called me. And uh yeah. I read for the role, had to yeah, had to call back and uh booked it. Actually it was my um it was actually my first actual union gig uh television show. So um Baltimore's been a good has been good to me. And uh I actually earned my SAG card and everything else working on that show. That was back in nineteen ninety seven. Awesome, awesome. So I'm gonna take a left turn into some of your other pursuits. So I see that you have uh, been involved in uh something called Agape T-shirts. Uh, what what brought those about? Yeah, I, it's funny. That's, that's actually a design that I created, um, and and I, it, it's been it's taken a while for me to actually get to the point where I'm put you know I put it out. I had um I, I came up with design back in 2011. You know, during all those tumultuous times that we were going through with the, the twin towers and whatnot, and um, you know it was. I mean, I mean, I don't have to explain. You know, you can look around you and see that even there seems to be a need for love. You know, like Stevie Wonder said, "Love's a need of love today." And and a lot of times, I think you know, to help. You know, I mean, it's not 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 nothing you can do personally all the time, but sometimes just to give a positive image or something for some pe- people to see that they can relate to. Uh, to uh, you know, just just to keep a positive impact on 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 your mind. Like so, if you see something that you know, if people don't understand what agape is. It's a Latin term that means unconditional love. So I I created design. It's, it's uh, agape forever unconditional. So like when you see it, like you know, all you have to do, you know, sometimes all you have to do is see a sign. You know, just just like a billboard. You know, if you wear it and people see it, you know, during the course of your day, if you if you're in a bad mood, a bad attitude, or you're having that bad attitude, and you see it, at least it may be something that'll trigger you and say, hey, you know, I need to calm myself down, you know, I need to be more positive. So that's that's why I created the idea and I want to uh I just want to spread it. I just want to you know, that's 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 the one something positive that I can give back that we already possess, but sometimes we just need to be reminded. Yep, yep. All we need is love. So I'm gonna switch gears and talk a little bit about um some of the work you've done on T V, particularly daytime. Now you've been on General Hospital. How did you like working on a soap <laughs> opera? <laughs> that was fun, man. You know, uh, soap operas are, man. I mean, they they work hard because the scripts change every day. They change right while you're working in the middle of it. They might they'll hand you some dialogue that wasn't that you didn't see. I mean, I mean that happened on the wire too. But I noticed on you know the soap opera, man. That those guys. I mean, this is day to day, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like you know, like like when you do regular episodics, you know, it may take seven to ten days to shoot one episode. 
but this is every day they come in. I mean, they don't, you know what I mean? They don't stop. They, I, I, I tip my hat to a soap opera actors because they do a lot of work and they have to get that material in internally, you know, so fast that there's really no turnover time for them. It's so quick. So that was fun, though. It was fun to do it. And you've been on uh, big-budget films like uh, Michael Clayton. So describe that experience. Yeah, that was that was great too. I um I actually worked uh I actually did some work with George Clooney before that on uh, Ocean's Eleven, but my scene got cut. So you know that 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 never made the uh, I mean actually there's a real quick clip of me in there that you can see, but I did, the dialogue was all cut. So, but anyway, when I oh. booked that one, um, yeah, I know, I know that was a great movie. So, but anyway, so was Michael Clayton, and um, I booked that. Uh, in, out of New York, um, Ellen Chenoweth actually was uh, the, the cast director on that. So I booked that. Um, it was a great experience. Um, you know, uh, Clooney is probably one of the most uh, humble and down to earth, quote unquote, A list superstars that, that that I've met to the day, today. Um, I actually had an experience with him on that set the second day we were shooting. My brother passed away, and oh. I was. Um, yeah, it was it was it was you know it was a tough moment, but um, mm. he actually offered. I mean, he literally came to me and offered to shut down the set and 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 told me that we could come back and shoot that scene another day if I wanted to leave, which is phenomenal because if you know anything about production, each day on production costs you know tons yeah, of money. Yeah, lots and of money. For him to, for, yeah, yeah. So for him to even offer to shut it down for me just to, you know so we can come back was was you know unheard of for me. And uh, I'll, ne- I'll never, you know, forget that. And uh, I, you know, I, I have nothing but mad respect for him. But uh, yeah, that was that was that was great. That was a great opportunity again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. what death leaves behind? I saw that man. That was fantastic. I was blown away. So, um, mm-hmm. so talk a little bit about your role and um, and what attracted you to that that script. Oh wow! Well, you know, it's it's a suspense kind of thriller piece um, uh, where I play I play the uncle of the main character who goes through. I don't want to give too much away, but it, he goes through uh, a traumatic experience after having uh, an organ uh, transplant surgery. Yeah, and um, I play the I play the uncle who actually has to see the nephew go through these mental and these mental changes and watch him struggle with it and, and watch the family, you know, cause everybody goes through their, their own personal dealings with him and you see him changing and you, you're trying to figure out what's going on. And I mean, it's, it's, it's really a great piece, man. Um, um, I know that, you know, they're still working on, on getting distribution for that, that project. And uh, I'm really hoping it gets a chance to get, get some legs under because it's, it's a, it's a piece that I think a lot of people would enjoy seeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and talk about your role in Loving. Loving, ah, the Oliver. I played the Oliver Jeter, who was the lead, uh, the lead's father, uh, Ruth Nega, um, played the uh, lead in that movie. Um, yeah, that was that was a, another great piece too, man. Uh, I, I, what I liked about, it, I mean, it's a true story, first of all, and to be able to try to. Um, convey the the emotions of these people during the 1950s when uh you know interracial couples were not you know accepted you know by a lot of people and to you know play the father of a daughter who's embarking on this 
this challenge because of this love she has for her, you know, her her boyfriend at the time. And um, it's, it's, it was it was a challenge, you know, because it takes you back in time. It takes you to a place where, uh, you know, even though even though today we still deal with racial tension and things like that, but to be in that particular time where you couldn't speak out as much as you you may have wanted to, you know, because of uh, any kind of backlash that you could get over that, that was uh, that was that was a challenge. It was it was tough, um, but I I hope and I. I think we did justice on that project, and uh, and and did give one Oscar nomination for uh, Ruth Nega, so which was great. She played um, she her character's name was Mildred, uh, Mildred Loving, but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Joe Edgerton, who was uh, yeah, he's from uh, Australia. He was great to work with. I mean, great guy. Jeff Nichols, who wrote the project. I mean, it was from the from the time we started i mean it just seemed like a very special project you could tell everybody was so uh, emotionally attached to the script and and the material and and, and I, it was it's just a concerted effort by everybody to do the best they could on that project and i think it shows in the end yeah yeah and uh over the years what have you learned about acting since you first started mm. <laughs> that's a good question um well, I think you know what I think. I, I I think what I feel. You know, you, you go through, you, you study, and you and you learn what what is that they expect of you to be as an actor. You know how to feel the beats of the scenes and the moments and whatnot. But I think nothing can nothing can uh, take the place of life experience that you bring to the characters. Um, being able to to actually be in those moments and and to be able to create. I love I love it when when directors don't mind you doing a little bit of your own ad lib maybe here and there, just, just to add just a little bit more to what it's not on the page. You know, um, it's, uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always a challenge. Each character is a challenge because you want to bring something totally different from each to each one. Um, oh, I'm just looking forward to, to, you know, to doing more. I, I think the best is still yet to come. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you still mm-hmm. take classes? Uh, no, it's on the job training now, man. All that other stuff, the basics wow. are done. <laughs> wow, the basics are really? Done. <laughs> oh, I studied for years. Don't get it twisted, though. I mean, I, mean, right, I was right, right. over five. Yeah, I studied for a long time before I even got my first job, man. I mean, I studied for a long time. Theater groups and everywhere I, I mm. studied. Yeah, yeah, but I mean the experiences that you get working, you know, especially on the professional sets, because you you know you're working with other people and you can't help but have things rub off, and you you know you they, and I'm sure there's stuff that I've done that that's, that that helps other people who are just coming in too. So you learn from the people that you work with, uh, the directors. I mean, every everything's different on each set, you know. what I mean, so you know you you keep your mind open and you you soak in the moments and and you you learn everything you can and you give everything that you can at the same time. It's a trade-off on every every project. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say is your casting archetype? My casting archetype. Uh, archetype I, you know what? I try yeah. not to. I know what you mean, I, but I, I try not to put myself in the in the pigeonhole. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, I've I've played everything. I played doctors. I played judges. I've I've played councilmen, of course. I played uncles. Now I played, 
you know, I try to play, I try to, I want to do as much, as much as I can. I don't want to try to limit myself to, you know, just this, this particular kind of guy. I played plenty of cops and detectives as well. So, um, yeah, it, I, I think that I could fit anything. I want to be a chameleon. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, um, looking back, I mean, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, I think I think if if only thing I could tell myself at this point is that I should have maybe started earlier in 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 this thing. I, but it, it's it's but you know if you if you can't change the circumstances that you started with, sometimes you you know the outcome might be the same anyway. But if my circumstances had been different growing up, I would have started this a lot earlier. Um, and uh, you know just focused on it and and uh, learn to understand and trust in yourself and uh, believe in yourself and speak speak your own truth to yourself you know what i mean and and, and live it and know it you know it's, it's all about knowing and uh um, you know and let you know the, things will manifest in your life you need trust trust in 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 in, in, in god and or whatever whatever so you know everybody has different you know uh belief systems but whatever your belief system trust it believe in it um be be true to yourself um like i said in, if you you know if you're young and you and you have this this desire to do it, jump on it, get on it, and stay on it because that's all it takes. It takes time and, and, and effort and, and uh, everything that you can put into it to make your, your dreams come true. You know, dream big. Say shoot for the moon, and if you miss, at least you'll be with the stars. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good motto to live by. Okay, the last question is mm-hmm. what are some, uh, some big projects we're going to actually see you in uh, this year? Oh, let's see here. Um, well, let's see. Can I talk about it? Well, I did. I did a project called Loose. That that, that it's an uh, independent film that that that'll be out sometime either this year or early next year. Um, that's going to be a nice piece. Uh, it's uh, directed by a gentleman named Julius Ona, who I worked with in the past. He's a great great director. Um, has some pretty nice names in it: um, Octavia Spencer, Tim Roth, Naomi Watts, Calvin Harrison Jr. That's going to be a nice piece. Oh wow. Um, yeah, um, uh, let's see what else is coming up. Um, I'm actually, actually getting ready to do a little work on the new Creed movie, Creed 2, so that'll be out next nice. year sometime. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, boy, you got me going. Well, actually, if, if uh, uh, what definitely is behind gets the proper distribution, that's going to be a big one as well, because, uh, that's, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. And I'm also looking forward to, um, uh, getting this, uh, what's it, um, American Zealot. That's a, that. Boy, I really want to get that project done. That's a a, a biopic about a civil rights activist named Cecil B. Moore, who, whose most of his work was done out of Philadelphia, but he's actually originally from West Virginia. But he was a Montfort Point Marine. Uh, he was a lawyer. He desegregated a school here in, in uh, Philadelphia called Gerard College that was actually an all, uh, uh, all-boys school for orphan white males in the middle of, of North Philadelphia was a black community, and he desegregated that school. Uh, he was the president of NAACP in Philadelphia, but he, his, his, uh, his, um, his personal life was not as 
organized as his uh, ability to fight for uh, civil rights. So he had his dichotomy was his personal life against what he did for the black community. So it's it's, a, it's an intriguing story. So that's another piece that I, that hopefully will get uh, done, and, and hopefully it, it can come out between now and next year as well. Awesome, man. We can't wait to see those, man. Well, Christopher, I enjoyed speaking with you. I really thank you for the time. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you having me on, man. I really do. And uh, you have a good day, and hopefully we get a chance to do this again sometime. Oh, man, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Okay, man. All right. Have a good All right. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Yep. All right, folks out there in the radio land, remember to do something for your career every single day and bring a leg. Night. International. I give this shorty one time, shorty told me, say, she no go let me go. And if I give you two times, girl, I swear, say, you go scream for more. I've been a juju, you they use where they make me, they won't come, they dance, kill it. Give me that fire, get the push Panamera, I go buy it for you. So I say, girl, love bounce. Can't give me that love bounce. She been a hot love bounce. Can't give me that love bounce. I say, Girl, love bounce. Girl, give me that love bounce. She been a hot love bounce. Girl, give me that love bounce. Say, oh, show boy. Girl, I'm catching me police and catching thief. I know good all you like, Calatif. They beat around you like Kokori. Say, oh, show boy. Girl, I'm catching me police and catching thief. I know good all you like, Calatif. They beat around you like Kokori. I'm pretty fancy for your love, like come and go. Baby, go your love to me, overdose. Take a trip with me, baby, on my boat. Come up by the club with my girl, I do. I'm pretty fancy for your love, like come and go. Baby, go your love to me, overdose. Take a trip with me, baby, on my boat. Come up by the club with my girl, I do. One time, sorry, told me, say, she no go let me go. And if I give you two times, girl, I swear, say, you go scream for more. I've been a juju, you they use where they make me, they won't come, they dance, kill it. Give me that fire, get a push Panamera, I go buy it for you. So I say, girl, love bounce. Can't give me that love bounce. She been a hot love bounce. Can't give me that love bounce. I say, girl, love bounce. Can't give me that love bounce. She been a hot love bounce. Can't give me that love bounce. Girl, I swear, say, you 